In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. I am free. Thank God. I am free. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people, hello, and happy Monday to you. I was just doing my little dance to that music. I love that little guitar part. <laughs> well, I can't do it as nice as my husband. That's my husband playing that guitar part. But happy Monday to you. I hope and pray that you are well. If you are not well, I hope that you are in the process of getting well. We are fine. I am fine. Um, my honey is fine. Mr. Chris is fine. Um, although he uh, is not on the air with me, he is listening in. And I, I um, oh, that's what I said. We are fine. I hope you're fine. Um, I got a lot of things on my mind tonight. So I don't want to take up a lot of time with my intro. I want to get kind of right into the subject matter or the topic of tonight's show. But I would like to tell you about my New Year book sale. I have a book sale going on right now. And I am actually running an ad in our local um, penny saver. So let me just tell you about the ad. New Year book sale, author Diane S. Jones. That's me, right? <laughs> I am selling all three of my books for the very good low bargain price of $35. Normally, that would be $40 for all three books. Um, $20 for the story of me, a black nurse, $10 for overcoming sexual abuse, and $10 for the story of me. So right now, you can get all three books for $35. I realized today that I don't really share that information on the air. Um, most of the time, I just I refer to the books, but I don't often talk about how you can get them or how much they are or anything like that. So 
since I have this ad going on, I thought um, I should tell this to you. So you can you can contact me through my um, email at vir2us1 at verizon.net and request the books and tell me how much you want and I'll get back to you and tell you how to um, send me, you know, a money order or check. Um, the P.O. Box address is P.O. Box 1616 Clinton, Maryland 20735. So you can mail that money order to me. Um, taxes here. Well, it's better to email me and I can give you the exact total, including taxes, because the taxes here are point, oh brother, I haven't looked at it in a minute, point six five cents or something like that. So anyway, it's better to email me and tell me what you're interested in and I can give you the exact amount. So anyway, I have a wonderful book sale going on. Now, if you don't want to contact me personally, you can also go to my publisher's um, website, which is www.authorhouse.com. Okay, www.authorhouse.com. That is another way that you can order the books. Uh, the price won't be as good, but that's okay. I mean, whatever's more convenient for you. So anyway, I'll be telling you a little bit more about each book um, during the show. Uh, some of the commercials will give you information, and then I will just read some of the information from a few of them. All right, so with that being said, I want to get into my topic tonight and... Um, tell you that I, I had some interesting things happen to me this past week. Um, not that it was the first time these things have happened in my, in my life. Um, not that it was a new experience for me, but um, just because I guess they happened this past week, it just kind of made me consider them all over again, you know, reevaluate and look at and think at think about um, this situation all over again. Um, on two separate occasions, I had people who um, I know and who have been dear to me, actually um, dear dear to me. People who I have um, have had a relationship with be very very abusive towards me and later come back and tell me I love you have any have any of you ever experienced that you know where you've you've had a, a, a disagreement with someone that you love that you care a lot about and they are very ugly towards you very very abusive towards you and and then they come back later and say um I love you. Now, let me just kind of like give you some insight into to, to exactly what I'm talking about here. I'm not talking about a minor misunderstanding. Um, I am talking about a serious disagreement, a serious blowout, um, because this person, you know, um, backstabbed you. Uh, betrayed you in some serious way, um, perhaps 
talked about you to other people, to try to get other people to turn uh, against you too. Um, perhaps even cussed you out, literally cussed you out. Um, maybe caused you physical harm. Maybe actually you're in an abusive relationship of some kind where your husband or boyfriend or girlfriend even physically caused you harm and then turned around and said, I love you. <laughs> they didn't apologize. I'm not saying they apologized for their behavior or acknowledged that their behavior was hurtful or damaging to you. Um, they didn't repent. And by that, I mean, they didn't change their ways towards you. They didn't do anything to show you that they were sorry for what they actually did. And they have not changed. You know, they're really the same person. Okay. But they come back and try to convince you that they love you. You know, they say, I love you. You know, in some cases, they may, may, they may do something like bring you flowers and say, oh, I, I just love you. I just love you, you know. So anyway, because this happened to me this past week, I think I mentioned it on last week's show, one of the, one of the situations on last week's show, it got me to thinking again about the whole abuse cycle, it got me to, you know, this is what I talk about on this show. I talk about overcoming abuse. I talk about um, overcoming sexual abuse specifically. But it got me to thinking about this whole cycle of abuse again, you know. And I started talking to my husband about it, of course, because I always, you know, bounce things off of him and, and want to um, hear myself talk and then kind of see what his input is, too. But... It got me to thinking about this whole cycle all over again. And I started thinking how damaging this type of behavior can be to one's psyche, to one's mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. Especially, especially if we are talking about a child especially where children are concerned, how damaging this type of behavior can be. I mean, just think about, think about it, you know, take a moment to actually think about it. Don't just like, you know, we hear it so much that it glosses over, but think about what is actually happening in this kind of scenario and what the thought processes um, might be, might be, um, when when someone abuses you or when you abuse someone but convince them that you love them too at the same time simultaneously you've just sowed or sown confusion into that person's spirit mind and emotions that is confusion because the two 
don't mix. The two don't really go hand. Love and abuse don't go hand in hand. But when the person is trying to understand where you're coming from and maybe perhaps give you the benefit of the doubt, then they start, you know, convincing themselves that, okay, he or she, maybe he or she really didn't mean it and maybe they really do love me. So you have sown confusion into their mind, emotions, and believe the lie. Okay, I'll be back after the break to continue that thought. (laughs) Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Liberty Christian Center, located in Box Elder, South Dakota. They are a non-denominational, Bible-based, Holy Spirit-led deliverance ministry. Pastor Charles and Romika White, Liberty Christian Center. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Thank God I am free. I am Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. That's right. Helping you heal is what we're all about. And tonight I am talking to you about what love is and what love is not. What it is and what love is not. But before I continue, I want to remind you or ask you if you have your tea. Do you have your tea? Because I've got mine. I've got mine. I'm comfortable. I'm sipping on my one of my favorites. And if you remember what that or recall what that is, um, it is the roasted almond. I get it from one of my little 
my special tea shops out here in um, the Washington, D.C. area called Capital Teas. I just love that little shop, and I love my tea. So get your tea. If you don't have your tea, get your tea. Um, make yourself comfortable because we got some things to talk about tonight, okay? Um, I promised that I would tell you about some of my books as we went through the show. So the, one of the books that are on sale is Overcoming Sexual Abuse. This is uh, available for $10 unless you get one of the package deals of $3,435. Um, let me read to you from the back of the book. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day, not just by rapists, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice. Yes, I said by choice and through lifestyle preferences. Who would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? Can a sex offender be healed? Delivered from abusing others? Find answers to these questions and many others in these pages. This is a sequel to my first book, The Story of Me by Diane Jones. And um, I think one of the commercials will tell us about the story of me. So I won't take up any more time with that right now. You just got to stay tuned and listen for that info commercial. Okay, what are we talking about? We're talking about love. And before the break, we're talking about love and what love is and what love is not. But before the break, I was describing how um, confusion is what is sown into the spirit of, the mind of, and the emotions of a person when they are abused by someone, but yet that someone still says to them, I love you, without any repentance, without any, um, you know, recompense or um, change or doing something to make the situation right. Confusion. That's the result. Confusion. Okay. The victim begins to believe the lie and accept the abusive behavior as normal and or relate to it as love. Begin to relate to that as love. Why is it that so many, so many victims of sexual abuse then go out and are... Um, abuse themselves by, by getting into further abusive relationships, like becoming promiscuous and allowing people to use them just for sex and toss them aside and move on to the next person. Why do you think that that cycle begins to happen? Confusion has been sown. Confusion has been sown. They have been broken in other ways too, but confusion has been sown and they start looking for love in all the wrong places, but, but thinking that whatever that person has to offer them, even though it's selfish and um, self-serving and abusive, they still relate to it as love. 
And many times they'll do it over and over and over before they get it, before they wake up and see that this is not love. And some people never wake up and realize that it is not love. Thank God. I am so thankful that I'm past the point of being needy because oftentimes that abuse causes a person to be needy and they're trying to compensate for what was taken from them. They're trying to compensate for what they were robbed of, okay? And so that neediness causes them to, to make bad decisions. So I thank God that I'm past the point of being needy because I've been there. I've been there myself. Okay, I've been in 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 uh, in a, in a, in abusive marriage, a loveless, neglectful marriage, and I've been in uh, rebound relationships and so-called, if you want to call it dating. <laughs> I've been in situations where I where I uh, I put myself in an abusive in abusive situations to be used to be used for sex. Okay. Thank God I'm past the point of being deceivable where I, I am not deceived by those kinds of words. I'm not deceived by that. Uh, those, how should I say that conflicting behavior when someone is abusive towards me now and they say, I love you. I'm not drawn in. I'm not drawn in by that. I know that those are empty words. I know that that person may, they may think that they love me or anybody else for that matter that they're abusive towards. They may think it to be so, but it's not so. And later on, I'm going to explain to you exactly why that is. The two cannot coexist, okay? Thank God I now know what love is. I've experienced love. I've experienced the love of God. I've experienced the love of my husband. I've experienced the love of my children. I now know what love is. And I know how to separate and distinguish what love is and what it is not. And so my goal tonight is to help someone else, you perhaps, find that kind of fulfillment. So here we go. We are going to talk about what love is first. Now, this is a quote. I'm going to read to you a quote from the book I just mentioned to you, Overcoming Sexual Abuse. This is a quote from that book. If a person abuses you physically, sexually, verbally, mentally, or any other way, they do not, I repeat, they do not love you. That is not love. Not in any way, shape, or form. Okay, I think that bears repeating. If a person abuses you physically, sexually, verbally, mentally, or any other way, they do not love you. Okay, if you're tuning in for the first time, you may not know that I am a minister. 
I'm a minister of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ is my is my um, guideline, is my roadmap, if you will. So I am going to be referencing the Bible, um, specifically the King James Version. So if you want to, you can get your Bible at this point. And um, we are going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 4 okay this is my reference for what I have just stated to you charity which is another word for love charity suffereth long and is kind okay suffereth long and is kind so far, abuse doesn't seem to fit into those that 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 short description. Suffereth long and is kind. Okay, charity, love, envieth not. Charity, envieth not. We're talking about love. Love, envieth not. Does not envy. Charity vaunteth not itself. Vaunteth not itself. Okay. Is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemingly. Seeketh not her own is not, I'm using that word a lot here, <laughs> love is not easily provoked. Okay. The slightest thing, the slightest little thing you do is not going to make this person go off on you, go upside your head, um, verbally cuss you out, um, try to cause you harm in some way. If they love you, okay? So is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, does not rejoice in iniquity, does not rejoice in sin or harm or hurt coming to you or anyone else for that matter, but rejoiceth in truth. Love rejoices in truth. The truth we're talking about is the righteousness and the word of God and his standards. Love rejoices in truth. What is true, not what is false. Even in our lives, what is true, not false. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all all things charity never faileth think about that while we go to the break and i will continue talking about what love is
Has the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. It's time to capture the simple piece of the Amish in your own life. Amish Wisdom with Suzanne Woods-Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central. Each week, Suzanne will have conversations with guests about living a life that incorporates principles of the Amish without going Amish. She'll cover the practical, simplicity, slowing down, reducing clutter, putting the brakes on materialism. The historical, how have the Amish survived for 400 years? How can we hold on to what we hold dear? And the spiritual, treasuring important values, honoring the past, and increasing peace of mind. You don't have to become Amish to make personal peace a reality. Amish wisdom will help all of us live a simpler life. For more information, go to SuzanneWoodsFisher.com. With Amish wisdom, Suzanne offers us a glimpse into a world of peace, serenity, and total commitment to family and God. This show just might change the way you live your life. It's Amish Wisdom with Suzanne Woods Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness and to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls, or we can make information available to you via email. Equipping the Saints Ministries is home-based in Maryland. You may write to us at Post Office Box 1616, Clinton, Maryland, 20735, or email us at vir2us1 at verizon.net. Thank God I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, we're back from the break. Um, We're running out of time. Time is just flying by. So let me tell you about one of the uh, books that are on sale. This is The Story of Me, A Black Nurse. And I'll just read a little bit of the back cover. This narrative is about the personal struggles of being a black woman and being a black professional in a society that is still bound with racial and gender bias. Her stories navigate you through the career of a young woman who has hopes, dreams, needs, a purpose and aspirations, but she faces constant opposition to fulfilling and attaining these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves a certain measure of success, but the measure of success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It is time for a change. So, like I said, you can get in touch with me via email, vir2us1 at verizon.net, and request your copy. 
or however many other copies you may want. Um, the sale is three books for the for $35 instead of three books for $40. So these will be a blessing to you. I believe they will be um, enlightening as well as a pleasure to um, read. You will be inspired. You will be provoked. You will be um, sad. You will feel a lot of things, but that that is life. <laughs> Such is life. So we are talking tonight about what love is and what love is not. Okay. Um, I just read to you from first Corinthians, the 13th chapter, verse four, I believe that was all the way through verse seven. And in talking about what love is, let me just kind of reiterate um, some of those uh, statements in, in, in more common terms. Um, love is patient Love is patient. Um, someone who loves you will be patient with you. Um, they will not um, give up on you easily. They will not, um, you know, uh, kick you through the curb because you're not meeting their expectations like right away or um you know, they'll acknowledge that you might be growing, that you might have issues yourself, that um, that you, you need love yourself, um, things of that nature. Love is kind, not, um, well, I don't want to get ahead of myself and talk about what love is not, but love is kind. Someone who has love, who who is full of love, will be, um, you know, a contented person. They will not be contentious. They will not be strife, strifeful, full of strife. And, um, you know, they're, they're a contented person. They're, they're content with who they are. Um, you know, so they're not envious. They're not envious. They're not, they don't become jealous easy. They're, they're a contented person. They're uh, someone who has love and is full of love is, is a stable person because they love themselves. Um, and so they're stable. They, um, they don't need you know, they're not puffed up. They're not puffed up and they don't need to be puffed up because they're stable. Um, they will give the benefit of the doubt in, you know, in a, in a misunderstanding. Um, they'll give the benefit of the doubt. They'll say, okay, they'll, they'll try to work it out. They'll try to understand. Um, um, they're, they're saddened by conflict or your hurt or your pain. They will feel compassion and they'll be saddened by it. They won't, well, again, I'm not going to get ahead of myself and say what, what, what love is not. <laughs> so I just wanted to kind of break down some of the characteristics of love. Some of the characteristics. Do you see these traits or these characteristics in yourself? Do you see these in the, in the person who says that they love you, but yet they're abusive to you? You know, probably not. Probably not. You'll probably see the opposite. You'll probably see some of these in the category uh, where I say love. Um, well, let me go on to let me, before I go on to talking about what love is not. Well, I can do that right now. I can do that right now. Love is not 
impatient. Okay. <laughs> I kind of covered that already. Love is not mean. M-E-A-N. Mean. Mean folks. Just mean anyhow. Wake up mean. Go to sleep mean. Mad and angry about every little thing. Every little thing just triggers them and sets them off. Critical and, and, and um, you know, finding fault with you. Love is not mean. It is not envious. When a person is envious, it's because they have issues of their own. They do not feel good about themselves. They do not feel whole. Um, you know, they're feeling, they're feeling they have self-esteem issues. They're feeling less than, so they envy others around them. And they want what that person has. And they find fault and criticize what someone else has. Love is not envious. It is not selfish. Love is not selfish. It's not self-centered. It's not all about me. Everything, you know, is not based around them alone, them and them alone. That's what allows, you know, a person with love to be able to see the, the opposing side, be able to see someone else's point of view, even if you don't agree with it. You'll try to understand it at least. You'll try to find a media, uh, you know, a, a middle ground, some common, some common ground, because love is not selfish. It's not egotistical. When you're full of love, you're, you don't have a big ego. You don't, you know, you're not, you're not narcissistic. The world doesn't evolve around you. You don't need to be up here somewhere where you're not, you know, feeling like you're someone that you're not. Um, it doesn't act ugly. It does not act unseemly. It doesn't act ugly or evil or vicious or hurtful. Um, Wow, we're already at the two-minute mark. It does not act ugly. It does not cuss you out one minute and then say, I love you the next minute. It doesn't physically, you know, put, put hands on you and, and harm you and give you black eyes and, and break your nose and, and um, say, say hurtful things to you, call you out of your name. Love does not act ugly doesn't seek its own. You know, when people are loving people, they will put others before themselves. They will put your needs before their needs. You know, when you love yourself, of course, you'll take care of yourself too. So you don't do it to the point of neglecting yourself, but you will put other people's needs before yours. Women, we tend to do that a lot anyway with our children, with our um, husbands, at least we used to, you know, we've become much more of a self-centered society now. You know, the enemy has told women, ah, don't do any of that anymore. Not, not 
balance, you know, not bring things into balance, but don't do any of that anymore. Now it's all about you, baby. It's all about you and what you want. And your kids come second and third and your husband comes fourth and fifth and your career and your hopes and aspirations and stuff come first and everything's all out of order and out of whack. Um, is not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. It's not gonna, the first thing they're, they're not going to be thinking evil as their first option, even when you do mean stuff, even when you do evil stuff to them. Many times when people love you, they will give you the benefit of the doubt. Okay, more after the break. <laughs> Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, abuse, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have loved and been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived abuse, molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may see or find themselves in Diane Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of the story of me online at www.authorhouse.com or any of the major bookstores. Girlfriend It is on Toginet. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. With your hosts, Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. This show is your chance to share, learn, laugh, and connect with other women. The Girlfriend at Principal was born out of loss. Lisa had recently had her mother pass away from cancer. And my mom um, was murdered. A man just walking into a room and started a 23-second shooting spree. I think one of the things we both realized going through those tragedies is that you can be extremely okay and be extremely sad. Check out Girlfriended.com. And then be a part of Girlfriended, the radio show, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. You know, your boyfriend or, or your husband or whatever, they don't totally understand that emotional side to a woman like another woman does. And I think that's so important just to have mm-hmm. somebody that you go, she gets me. Check out the website, Girlfriended.com. Don't miss Girlfriended with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Thank God. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, I'm back, and I want to remind you again about my New Year book sale that I have going on. 
I am selling all three of my books for the very good price of $35. Um, normally that would be $40 for all three. You can email me at vir2us1 at verizon.net and let me know how many books you're interested in and I'll give you like, you know, the price with the taxes included. Or like the commercial just said, you can go to my publisher at www.authorhouse.com and order online. Okay. Um, some very good resources, some very good reading, uh, consistent with uh, what we talk about on the show. Except for the story of me, a black nurse, I haven't really talked much about my career on the show as of yet. Um, just hasn't been the right timing for it. I've been focusing more on the sexual abuse and um, sharing what God has done for me in my life and how I overcame the sexual abuse in my own life. So anyway, before I run out of time, because I know that's going to happen, um, we are talking about what love is and we are talking about what love is not. And my reference for this is the Word of God. I am coming from the Bible, the King James Version of the Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 through 7. And I read, um, I read, well, I, I think I have time to kind of like reiterate that again. Charity, which is the same as love, suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. When someone is abusive towards you and they do not repent and they do not change that behavior, they do not get help and do what they need to resolve those conflicts, it is not the truth. It is not truthful when they tell you, I love you. Charity beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never fails. What the scripture is saying is that when everything else fails in this life, when prophecies fail, when tongues cease, when uh, everything else fails in this life, love will remain. Love will remain because God is love. Love comes from God. If a person does not have a relationship with God, does not know God, actually they're not capable of love in the true form. They're not capable of love in the true form. Okay. Love is not impatient. It is not mean. It is not selfish. It is not egotistical. Doesn't act ugly. 
not mentally, verbally, or any other way, will not cuss you out, will not call you names, will not call you out of your names, will not be condescending, will not put you down, um, will not speak words that take life from you and suck the life out of you, but will speak words of, of kindness and build you up, doesn't seek its own you know, it's not all about themselves and me and myself, me, myself, and I is not easily provoked. The drop of a hat, you know, something happens, you know, so minor and insignificant, but yet they're going off on you like you, like you, my goodness, are an axe murderer. Love is not easily provoked doesn't think evil, is not going to assume that that little mistake that you made, you meant it for evil. Love is not going to do that. They're, they're going to give you the benefit of the doubt. They're going to try to work it out with you. They're going to try to get understanding. Doesn't rejoice in iniquity. Love is not happy when, when something bad happens to you or someone else or, you know, love does not rejoice. Love doesn't say that's what you get. You got what you deserved. He got what he deserved. She got what she deserved. Love doesn't do that. Love is saddened when, 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 when anybody's hurt. Love is saddened at the hurt and the pain that comes in life. Often, even when it's deserved, even when it's even when it's just and when it's meat for that person's actions, when a person is full of love, a lot of times they'll still feel bad when they see someone even being punished for actions that they deserve. That's love. That's love. That's how God's love is. God's love, you know, we deserve Every person under the sun, we deserve to be punished for our sins. We deserve to be punished for our iniquities. According to the word of God, God cannot stand sin in any shape or form. He is a just God. He is a holy God. He cannot stand sin in any shape or form. So according to his standard, none of us deserve to be forgiven Deserve. I'm using the word deserve here. None of us deserve that. The just reward for our actions, our sinful actions, would be to punish us. But instead, God has shown mercy by extending the love, his love through his son, Jesus Christ, to give us an opportunity to escape the punishment that we deserve to give us an opportunity to have relationship with him, to come into fellowship with him. Let his love cover our sins. Let his love through his son, Jesus Christ, cover our sins. So consequently, that's what love looks like in other people, in individuals who have love. Love hides a multitude of faults. Instead of pointing out all your faults, you know, the person may see them. They may know that you have faults or weaknesses in this area or that area, but they'll continue to work with you. 
They'll continue to work with you. They'll, they'll continue to be forgiving. They'll continue to be patient and understanding because they know that they're not all that either. That, you know, that they, that at one point this was them or that was them or you had this problem or you had that problem. You know, that all of us have sinned and come short of God's glory. So who am I to condemn the next person? Do you recognize any of these traits, these characteristics in people who say that they love you? That's how we started out talking about this whole subject. People that are abusive towards you haven't, haven't acknowledged their abusiveness, haven't acknowledged their mean-spirited ways, but they come back and say, I love you. Haven't repented, haven't changed, haven't done anything to make it right, but they come back and say, I love you. Well, I have to caution you to be aware. Be aware of that kind of person. Be aware of a person who is abusive like that. And, and they think that they are still capable of love. It would be, it would be um, more accepting to hear, you, hear them say to you, you know what, I have issues. I have an anger problem. I, have, um, I, 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 I get jealous easy. It, I would rather them say those things to you and say, I, I have a problem. I don't really know how to love. I want to know how to love, but this is, I, I, I don't think this is love. That to me is more truthful and that you can work with than the person who says, I love you. And they're treating you like crap. <laughs> so be aware. There's this movie that came out um, a couple of years back called Fireproof. Oh, I just love that movie because in that movie, you know, this couple was going at it. They had all kinds of problems. They were dealing with pornography. They were dealing with selfishness. They were dealing with all kinds of problems. They were on the verge of breaking up. And the husband finally realized through his through his reading, his father recommended this book to him and he started reading this book. And he finally realized through reading this book that he did not love his wife. He did not know what love was. He didn't have a clue. He thought he did. He thought he did, but he found out that he really did not know what love was. So I say, be aware, evaluate this person and their behavior. This is not love. Don't accept the lie. Yes, they may have feelings for you. Yes, they may, may even care about you to an extent. But this is not love. This is not love. Set limits. Establish boundaries. Depending on where you are yourself, if you've been abused, if you are in the healing process, you may even have to sever ties with them for a season or permanently, but most of all, seek the Lord for guidance. He will direct you and lead you and guide you in how to safely discern and navigate this situation. My prayer for you tonight is that this has opened your eyes, has been of some benefit to you spiritually, 
emotionally and mentally. I pray that God will be with you as you continue your road to recovery. In Jesus' name, amen. Good night. Thank you.